0: Welcome to Motherhood, New Mother Trucker. Buckle up. This is the third episode of New Mother Trucker. I am your host, Carlene. Today, we'll be talking to my bestie, Courtney, about all the odds and ends of motherhood. Yes, negatives. Yes, to the positives. But we always remember it's the little things that count. So take a listen. How are you feeling? Oh, my knee hurts so I injured my knee I feel like injured is like a very big term but I guess it hurt my knee playing soccer today because as you can relate having ACL surgery um like you had that too and then a year after that I had more surgery in my knee and that was when we were like 16 17 like young yes like more than 10 10 years ago uh um, but yeah no i was so excited to play soccer today it was finally like time away um just to focus on myself for my little one which is fine and i hurt myself and i feel stupid because like i'm sitting here in pain can't move can't really walk around can't pick up my son and just being a total sack of potatoes i like already miss picking up my son walking around with him like i don't know I'm even worried about like, how am I going to feed him in the middle of the night tonight by myself? But obviously my husband's going to help, but uh, yeah, I just feel a little useless when I'm injured.
1: Yeah. It's hard when you're not feeling well and they like being a mom, you never turn off, right? Like it's, yeah, you always have to be there and on and they need you at all points, no matter how you're feeling. So it's, it's definitely a challenge.
0: It's definitely yeah. It's a good point that you make, because um, you just got over your little one being sick, and mm-hmm. me too. And that was like my first time dealing with him when he was sick, and it was like heartbreaking to be like, I would love to help you out, but I
1: can't fix. Yeah, you, you like just want to fix do. it. Yeah. And them having fevers is like the scariest thing cuz you just want to make sure that they stay under that point so yeah. even when you're sleeping you're checking their temperature so you're not sleeping and then they're sick so they need they want to sleep on you I and know. so you're still not sleeping cuz them know. sleeping on you and it's yeah like it's all just
0: these fears and anxieties and it's funny cuz like my husband's like listening to the podcast he's like make sure you talk about some positive things i'm like the point on this is not to talk about just solely about the negatives is to actually just open up the conversation and normalize that it is hard and there are struggles and for that for people not to feel alone
1: yeah Um, and I I feel like for every one negative there's a hundred positives like it's just yes
0: yes yes yes
1: yeah it's like the best thing I've ever done in my entire life but that doesn't mean that there aren't hard moments
0: a hundred percent and like you just need a place to essentially vent yeah you know and I am doing this so I can become a good mom Mm -hmm. you do certain things to become a good mom and like the love that I have for my son is very different for the love that I have for my husband
1: oh yeah Um, It's a completely different, all encompassing love. Like, anyone who knows me would probably call me obsessed with my dogs, and like, there's they don't even compare to her. Like, yes,
0: yeah, it's 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 (laughs) funny talking about this because I'm literally getting um, my hairs are standing up on my skin. I know mine are too. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like so relatable. I'm just like, I've never experienced this type of love and connection and bonding with a human being ever
1: and like one of my favorite sayings is like that my heart walks outside of my body now because it's like Mm -hmm. the most true thing I have ever heard
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and just like I'm so excited to watch him grow I know and I love that they're so close in age I know and like too I'm just so thankful that We are doing this at the same time together. Yeah, me too. Um, Because to be honest, if I was the only friend in our friend group who had a kid, it would be hard. Oh, it would be hard. It would be hard um And I know you went through it first. And I remember like talking to to my husband, talking about like, oh, well, Courtney's doing it like this. Courtney's doing like that. I'm like, okay. Well, do you want to do like this, like? talk about like different styles and like what to expect and it's like oh Courtney puts down her little one in the bassinet and she's able to do this and this but then when our little guy came nope the expectations <laughs> that we thought were out the window because <laughs> yeah. like seeing you and put down your little one and she slept so well I, I don't know like I don't know if
1: you can contest to that but I think I can call her a good sleeper. Um, She, like, she did have some contact naps, but then if I needed her to, she would usually sleep in her bassinet, and then, like, I had to wake her. The doctor told me that she needed to feed every two hours, and I am a very literal person in in the sense that if I'm told something by somebody that I need to do, I will follow it by... to the tea and so I was putting up putting on alarms on my phone throughout the night for every two hours to wake up and feed her and so but she could easily have slept for six hours as a newborn throughout the night and I was waking her up for the first week and then I was exhausted to the point of ho- like <laughs> hallucinated a couple times um and so like my mother-in-law was like she does not like she we'll let you know like you need to just you both need to sleep they're telling you like this window she is healthy she's a good weight like you're just give it give it a chance for her to see what she does and then we did that and she would sleep for four hours at a chunk and wake up and let me know she needed to be fed and that worked really well for us and she has always been very consistent on her weight and hitting her milestones so she never like I just the doctor told me this so this is what I need to do and that that uh affected me in the sense that I was like no like this is what I have to do like and then I did a complete 180 of like no I need to follow her cues within like a week or two I was just like yeah, no, it, that might work for some kids, but for us this is what we need to do and we're following her cues a lot more and then things changed a lot for us in that sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You got to do what you got to do. Um and also it's like it's our first kid and yeah, I don't know what I'm doing, so I obviously take everything to heart when people tell me how to do things or how it should be done or you know what I mean? Like oh for sure one he was just it was so hard for him to go to sleep and he would be up for hours as a newborn I'm like aren't newborns supposed to be like up for only an hour kind of thing (laughs) and people told me to try like um grape water and um oh it was another one It's on the tip of my tongue I can't think of it yeah yeah all these different things I'm like this will fix it this will fix it and obviously it didn't yeah I yeah once I started accepting that it is what it is and I felt so much better
1: well and ever since having my little one I've never gotten so many opinions different opinions on similar topics than I have raising my my little one and so, like, everyone has an opinion about how you're raising your kid and on every topic of it, whether it's feeding or sleeping or um, sign language and learning different areas of their life. If they're going to be homeschooled, if they're going to daycare. And so, everyone has an opinion on something and they feel like they can share that with you at any point.
0: And, yeah, the thing is, like, I know they come from it to be from a supportive place but it doesn't feel like that when it's given and especially when it's not asked
1: yeah and I think too a lot of people come from a place of experience so what worked for their kid or their family and as and we can all say it. like every kid it's different but then when we're in the moment like I've caught myself saying it to people too where I'm like oh like maybe you should try this and I'm like no that's just because it works for us
0: I know I know (laughs)
1: It's like I, yeah, and I appreciate getting advice. Is just sometimes is there's so many yeah. different opinions out there that it's uh, overwhelming. It's overwhelming, and you just need to make a decision on what works for your family because yeah. trying all of it's just not going to get you anywhere. I think now I'm at a good place where I,
0: when people tell me stuff, I'll be like, okay, I can reflect on this, I can process it, and then I can say thank you so much. But in yeah. the beginning, it was like complete rage like yeah. I am not a person I wouldn't consider myself a person that is angry um yeah. but I definitely uh, had like that postpartum rage in the beginning yeah no, that's <laughs> like, fair. fucking mad all the fucking time
1: yeah I've definitely heard of that that's uh
0: yeah counseling has helped
1: <laughs> yeah for sure and I think that it- in knowing yourself and learning about your own emotions like now you're learning to regulate a whole other person as well not just yourself yeah. and that
0: well, it's crazy well, because it's like <laughs> yeah like you're self-reflecting it's like okay this is how I want to raise my son so it's like okay well I need to process my emotions better so he can learn that there's a proper way to deal with stress to deal with anger to deal with sadness you know rather than Uh, like building up and then
1: having a meltdown or, you know what I mean? Like for sure. Like they write, they co-regulate with us for the first five years of their life. And so if we're, not able to be that co-regulation that calm base for them then they're not going to be able to learn how to regulate their feelings through us so it's like you have to be that calm person at all points whether you feel it or not yeah. and help them process their emotions mm-hmm. and so like my little one has started learning is going going through emotions of t- temper tantrums and starting to learn about some of those things like saying no and um what that means for her and how she's having these bigger feelings so just being able to be there with her but holding those boundaries of yeah no hearing no is hard but we still have to follow through with this and helping her process that yeah. it's going to be even mad is not a bad emotion it's an emotion that you're going to feel and you have to yeah. learn how to process it in an appropriate way yeah. even though you're only one yes and i definitely caught myself even the way i talked to my
0: husband if i like feel a little irritated i kind of like snap back i'm like you know what i apologize for snapping back that was not an appropriate response this yeah. is what
1: i actually meant to say because
0: yeah and i yeah, feel we're like, like, like
1: no exactly and i feel like you say it really well in the sense that like i have all the patience in my in the world for my for my little one but that takes away from my patience from everybody else. <laughs> oh, my
0: God. Yep. yep. For my husband, for my family, for my yeah. friends. Anybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I remember, like, when you were pregnant, you would call me up sometimes and be like, you know what this lady told me today about my pregnant belly? I'm like, oh, my God, tell me all about it. Um. So we got all that. I get the opinions too when we were pregnant, which was not fun.
1: Yeah, for sure. I feel like being pregnant, it's like I've never had so many comments on my body that people just would not have said if I wasn't pregnant. Yeah. And Did you get people to touch you? No, I think because I was pregnant during the height of COVID, that a lot of people kept their distance and I didn't have a lot of strangers or even family members or friends touch me without permission. And even then, like, I feel like for themselves, they kept away. So I actually never had anyone else touch me, yeah. which I appreciate. Did you? Um, maybe like a handful,
0: maybe one stranger. Well, not stranger. Yeah. It was more of a client. So I felt, to be honest, like when I massaged people when I was pregnant, my belly was touching them all the time so I guess yeah. Um, uh, but no I didn't really have people just come up and just touch me they would kind of ask for consent
1: and then I just said yes yeah yeah and I mean I would like offer for people to feel her kicking or like family yeah. and friends or um or people would ask and like I just never f- felt uncomfortable because no one just would touch me yeah. and I th- feel like at work because of working in healthcare and being on, uh, in people's houses and stuff with COVID still, they all kept their distance and I never had to like
0: cross lines. Yeah. Like silver linings to having a baby
1: during the pandemic. Oh, for sure. Um, Obviously there was something too. like, I really liked being able to just have my, um, partner in the delivery with me and not have to worry about people coming in and visiting and having that quiet room to yourself. It would have been nice to have like my mom and dad and his mom and dad and sibling, our siblings. And like you guys come in to see us the next day. And, but at the same time, it was nice to just have that 24 hours as a family because I was we were in the in and out of the hospital less than 24 hours so like for us it really wasn't that long t- for mm-hmm. everybody to wait to see us and meet her and mm-hmm. and it was quite nice for us to just have that 20 it was almost 24 hours like 20 hours of just the three of us so yeah. that was a bonus but yeah, then the right. constant worry of covid was never nice yeah it's like this weird cycle of like
0: Uh, yeah like that was something that my husband and I really worried about was um him get getting COVID or us getting Mm -hmm. COVID or like because at that time we really didn't know that like the effects that it had on babies no not at all and to us being pregnant we were at a very high risk yeah and um they made it really scary and it for sure it definitely had um a big effect on some people but um they it, it made it really scary and I just it was like another fear and anxiety that added to my own pregnancy fears and ex- like it's just Absolutely. like something added to the big.
1: yeah no for sure. well even like thinking like the last what few months our kids have finally seen people in public without masks on like before Weird. that they grew up with everyone in masks yeah and yeah that people were trying to smile at them but they would get no response back because our kids couldn't see their actual expressions so it was like interesting to see that develop over time as well and like Mm -hmm. she just did not respond to the masks and did not give those social interactions to people in public because she couldn't see their faces yeah yeah mind-blowing you know what I mean just mind-blowing to think that yeah Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if what the effects are in (laughs) years to come of these kids being born during the pandemic
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i totally agree like it'll be interesting um just how they recognize um emotions and i guess yeah emotions from other people
1: yeah and even like them going into kindergarten like is the school system going to be changed by that point around these different um, with school now are
0: the kids required masks or no i don't know i, I don't know. Don't- yeah
1: so but i honestly don't know
0: i just can't imagine like i know i have a kid now but like having my kid go through zoom for school and yeah. then missing out on their friends and then missing out playing at recess them actually being in class and learning like i did a couple of my courses online and that was hard enough just to even focus
1: yeah and then trying to figure out your own work because I wouldn't have been working from home. My my partner would not have been working from home. But then we'd have to figure out how to homeschool our key. like that would have been like figuring out your whole your whole life again. Would it would have been so hard.
0: I can't. I can't imagine. Yeah, that would have been so stressful. Yeah. Good to those parents
1: who did it. No kidding. And then being on top of each other twenty four seven like that's a lot
0: oh god I remember going like having cabin fever I'm like I need to get out of this house right now
1: yeah well and I think for us too like it was part of why we moved back to being closer to everybody because it brought a whole bunch of things into perspective of what you wanted out of life and yeah yeah it was it was life-changing for a lot for I feel like everybody COVID this whole thing um, so that being said, can you
0: imagine having your little one um, in Alberta with no family? No.
1: No, I feel and like my postpartum journey would have been very different than what it was if we did not have our family and friends close by. I mean, we obviously would have been fine and relied on each other like we did, but it has been very, very helpful for us to have everybody close by and for our little one to be able to develop those rela- relationships with her family and our close friends and now she has your little one that she's going to grow up close with and our her other cousin as well that she'll be very close with so I'm very thankful for that for her and for us
0: yeah it definitely warms my heart thinking that he gets to be with his friends and family and gets to see them yeah. majority of the time like I grew up seeing my mom's parents like twice a year. And yeah. I always loved visiting um in Powell River. But like I can't imagine like my little one only seeing my parents or like
1: my husband's mom like twice no. a year.
0: That's mind-blowing.
1: That is crazy. Yeah, my little one like lights up as soon as she sees any of her family or close friends. Like she loves yeah. seeing everybody and she loves seeing your little one, and, like, you can already tell they have a relationship and that they're, they know who each other is and that they're excited to see each other. Like, I love yeah. seeing that.
0: Yeah, I'm just very thankful to have my family in town and my friends, too. Like, yeah, I just remember when my son was born and you came over, you put on your little one, you're like, what can I do in the house? I'm like, can you just please transfer over the laundry? You're like, sure. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I feel like too, like, even though even though people who haven't had kids or have had kids and they're grown up, like it's hard to really wrap your head around that full survival mode until you're are in it and like are in it in that moment because it's a whole nother level of living. It's (laughs) so different. The simplest things of like Trans like the fact that you remember me transferring your laundry over is kind of hilarious because well, that would cross your mind it made the biggest so. difference right it made the biggest
0: difference was i remember coming over and helping
1: yeah well even when i because we decided to move into our house when our little one was two weeks old and <laughs> not recommended <laughs> but um Uh, I remember you just showing up with a chai latte and I started like crying because it was the best thing I had seen all day. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Or I remember cleaning, cleaning, like helping to clean the house. And yeah, that was really helpful. I'm so hungry. I'm like, you know what? Let me go make you mac and cheese. And your mom, I remember she pulled me off to the side. I was like, thank you so much for feeding my daughter. (laughs) Like, no problem. (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah that was the best mac and cheese I've ever had
0: (laughs) but it's just like those little things
1: Um, oh it's 100% those little things
0: but like everyone's different no I like everyone's different like I know people don't like having people over to help out Mm -hmm. you know or if people like to do the chores themselves and like you hold the baby or like vice versa but all you gotta do is ask yeah it's like I know. Yeah, I've never I had to see. Yeah, like I would know. I would love to see your baby, but
1: I know it's a rough time right now. What can I do to help you? For sure, and I've never had no anyone say like, "No, I'm not doing that for you right now." Yeah, <laughs> I remember
0: like our mutual friends. They came over with like this big gourmet meal from like Smoke and George's. Yeah. Oh my god, that was so good! <laughs> that was so good.
1: Yeah, it's the little things.
0: It is I, the
1: little things, yeah. Because we are moving, I didn't get a chance to like cook a whole bunch of pre cooked meals and yeah. get her nursery ready and those kinds of things. So, having the support from everybody to, to be able to do that and get through making those meals for the first like little while was really helpful. I remember the first time that I was able to like very vividly remember prepping the entire dinner cooking the dinner sitting down for the whole meal cleaning up in one go because she had napped through that whole time and feeling like that was the biggest accomplishment ever yeah yeah it's little things like that
0: yeah, yeah it's like this is a win in my book and I know to some people that this sounds lame or stupid oh it even or sounds whatever yeah. but it's a big win I and it sounds even <laughs> now yeah my first big win was doing my hair. I think yep. showering, drying my hair. And at the time, I had apparently time to do this, straightening my hair because I have like very curly hair. I remember uh, you doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think to be honest, that's probably the last time I have straightened my hair.
1: Yeah, you've gone real curly for the last little while. That's yeah,
0: because so- I don't have time to straighten my hair. <laughs>
1: It looks good though.
0: (laughs) It's definitely gotten a lot curlier. Um, Do you think that's postpartum? I don't know. I'm having baby hairs at the back. The worst. I have this like permanent rat tail that every time I put my hair up in a bun, there's like this hair that's sticking out that I can't put up in a bun. Um, Yeah. And the amount of gray hairs I have is way more. Oh, really? Wait. Well, I started getting gray hair when I was maybe 19, 20. Like, kind of, like, young. Yeah, for sure. And it used to be, like, here and there once in a while. But now, they're fucking everywhere. And my husband tries to, like, pull them out. I'm (laughs) like, don't, because when they come back, they can literally stick out of my head.
1: Yeah. But. I just have the really bad, like, postpartum regrowth at the front of my head like where my bangs are and i have wavy hair so it like goes into a cow's lick and it drives me up the wall
0: i love your cow's lick, though
1: thank you i do not (laughs) (laughs) do you think your little one will have one uh definitely yeah between my partner and i she will definitely have one
0: have a both you guys both have a nice set of hair
1: we both have very wavy hair too though like and yeah and thick so she's going to have some wild hair she already has wild stand up at the at its ends hair so
0: you know what's funny because like i've made fun of you guys because she lost her hair in the beginning yes and my husband and i joked about she looked like george constanza yeah from seinfeld (laughs) and now look at my little one he was like well that was karma
1: (laughs) Yeah, her hair has come come back. Yours is your little ones is starting to come back.
0: You could tell where he lost it because it was like oh, really it's like really thick at the bottom.
1: Yeah, it's and crazy how much hair they lose.
0: I know. Yeah.
1: And then our nephew didn't lose like much hair at all. He always had a lovely set of hair. Yeah, that lucky butt. <laughs> yep. Um, Courtney, I just
0: want to say thank you so much for coming on today. This was such a great conversation. Thank you for listening to episode 3 of New Mother Trekker. Please join us next Tuesday, October 11th for the next episode.